0: Welcome to Make It Count, living a legacy life where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God, and that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Today we're talking about what your kids really need to learn before they leave home. To be a parent is maybe the most challenging thing in the whole world which I didn't understand until I became one. Uh, We're going to be spending time with a couple of our daughters uh, pretty soon. And it's always fun. There's sometimes drama. I have daughters. I'm not sure why God gave me only daughters. I do adore them. Mark is a great dad. Uh, We did the best we could. We often like to say, (laughs) and um, we were not perfect parents. But we're trying hard as adult parents of adult children to uh, leave them in God's hands. Um, I remember thinking, oh, I think I need a son because I was so close to my brothers. I have two sisters and two brothers, and I'm equally close to them. I adore my sisters. It's so much fun when we're all together. Just the girls are all five of us. But I'm particularly uh, close to my brothers because I was single till I was 35. And so they were... You know, things I couldn't talk about with my dad, I could talk about with my brothers, Steve and Hyatt. And they were wonderful mentors, Continue to be great mentors, even after marriage. Because they were married so much longer before I got married, they were someone I could talk to. But we're not talking about marriage today. We're talking about parenting and um, what your kids really need to learn before they leave home. I'll tell you a story. Stanford Business School offers a class that's hard to get into because it's so popular. People line up for it. It's called Touchy Feely 101. (laughs) When I heard that, I thought, wow, that doesn't sound very sophisticated or professional or business-like. Touchy Feely 101. It teaches the brightest and the smartest because you have to be the brightest and the smartest to get into Stanford Business School. How to get along with other people grad students are exposed to what they call emotional intelligence. And their premise is this, and I just love it. When I heard this, I thought, this is so smart. The premise is this, you will learn what you need to know about business when you get into business. And of course, I imagine 100% of those who graduate from Stanford Business School get a great business job. But no one will teach you necessary people skills. That's their premise. You will learn what you need to know about business when you get into business. But no one will teach you necessary people skills. Unless you had a good mother, that is. When I look back at my parenting experience, I wish I could start over and call it, let's try this again. But that's not how it works. I asked our daughters for input. What did we teach you that you needed to know as an adult? And I added, but please don't hurt my feelings. I needed some emotional intelligence. And yes, I know we didn't teach you how to budget. I keep hearing about that from our youngest. Sure enough, the runt wrote right back. You mean you taught us how to pour concrete, but not to budget? Yes, that's what I meant. And that was your dad's fault. We remodeled when she was growing up. You may be feeling like you need some warm fuzzies about now, touchy-feely 101. The good news is that these young adults have Google. What I didn't teach them, they will learn, maybe even better than how I would have taught them if I would have thought of it. There's a story of one of our daughters that's become the stuff of family legend. Those stories are the ones that everyone laughs about except for the one that it's about. This particular daughter, who was one of those brightest and smartest because of her dad, was studying in London and cooking for herself for the first time. One evening, she googled how to make a quesadilla. When we found out, we laughed a lot. But as the mother, I felt a stab of guilt because that's what mothers do. We stab each other with guilt, eat ourselves with guilt. How come she didn't know how to make a quesadilla? Why didn't I teach her that simple process? I'm a terrible mother. Suffice, suffice it to say, it wasn't on the SAT and she got a scholarship. Some things are okay to Google, other things are best taught by the parents or modeled. I'll begin with what may have been of help to my children, but I didn't think about it at the time. You know, you're just kind of tired. What I could have taught my children, but probably didn't. Number one, how to do laundry all the mechanics using money to begin the machine. Now, why would I teach them that? We had a machine. How to interpret all the Egyptian-like symbols of hot, cold, and warm. Separating lights and darks. Oh, and when to use fabric softener. I'll blame my mother who didn't teach me about fabric softener either. Number two, how to do banking. All the intricacies of opening a checking and savings account. Learning to balance your statements. I took each of the girls into the bank at age 16 and we sat down with a nice bank lady and I ended up inviting her to dinner. I'm not sure what else happened that day, but we made a new friend. Of course, everything is online now and my girls can never find their checks if they ever have to write one. Number three, how to change your oil. Really? We have daughters. I'm sure they could find a nice young man to help them out, especially if Bribed with Google inspired quesadilla. Besides, their dad's love language is service. You can find him under any number of cars when blessed by visits from his female tribe. Number four, how to buy a car. What I learned from buying a car was to make sure you had good credit. It's easier. Also, take your father. He brings a certain authority so your girls don't get swindled. Number five, how to get good credit spend money and then pay it off. It works. I borrowed $2,000 to go to Europe for 10 weeks with a backpack and two girlfriends. Now, this is way back when, when you could go to Europe for 10 weeks uh, for $2,000. I paid it back. I had to. It was deducted automatically from my paycheck through the credit union. Without my knowing, I got really good credit. Number six, how to cook healthy meals. Well, yes, that would have been a good idea, obviously. See London example above. But our girls live near Trader Joe's and often date firemen or attorneys who cook better than their mother. Number seven, how to clean toilets. Now, I did teach this one. It was important to me. Do they do it while living with roommates who insist on hiring professional housekeepers? I doubt it. It was a wasted lesson. Number eight. How to make meals for a month. I liked this one. It led to surprising dinners since I forgot to label the freezer bags. The girls may have rejected this teaching due to the mysterious meat that appeared too many nights in a row. I'm sorry, girls. Number nine, how to tip. Now all three girls worked in the restaurant industry. I didn't have to teach them how to tip. They overtip as a matter of principle and they always make sure that Mark and I tip substantially and generously. The last one, number 10, how to get a job. We started early. At 16, they made a list of potential employers around town. They washed their hair, they practiced their pitch. Excuse me, sir, are you hiring? I'm a hard worker. My dad's from Iowa. And bowed their trembling heads while I prayed over them that they would be met with kindness and that they would return home with a job and off they went. You know what? They all have jobs. Now here's another list of 10 things. What I hoped I taught our children. If not, they have my phone number. Number one, and maybe these are the more important ones than the first 10. Number one, how to lead and how to follow. You don't need to be loud to be a leader. Lead with quiet assurance confidence in your values, and compassion for those you are leading. Look out for the person less secure and show them their strengths. They will grow and you will never lead alone. They will just love you. When following, you may not always like your boss, but respect the office, if not the person. Keep from bad-mouthing those in authority when you're with others Instead, be a leader with your fellow employees in how to be a better person in a difficult situation. Number two, how to say, I'm sorry. Humility is the road to maturity, I'd like to say. Own your responsibility and say out loud to the one who is hurt, I'm sorry I hurt you. Please forgive me. I was wrong. Even if you were also wronged, take the high road. Keep short accounts with God and others. Repentance is one of God's greatest gifts. You might not know that if you haven't repented for a while. Number three, how to ask questions. People love to talk, even the introverts. Some of my most talkative friends are introverts when you get them one-on-one. Asking questions is one of the best ways to gain wisdom and to love your neighbor. There's not enough love in this world. Change your world by asking questions and discipline yourself to listen to their answers. Number four, how to work hard. It will pay off. Maybe not how and when you think. Remember that you work not only for yourself, but for an audience of one, God himself. How you work is a way to worship him the one who created you with unique strengths. You honor God when you work hard and you gain a holy self-satisfaction which will carry you through challenging days. How to seek wisdom, number five. Sitting at Jesus' feet is the beginning of wisdom and it's available when we ask, James 1.5. Ask God for wisdom, even when you feel reasonably confident you know what you're doing. God's wisdom is beyond the world's, so when we invite him into our daily lives, we have an advantage, an advantage that Jesus spoke about when he chided Martha, 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 you are worried about so many things, but only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage. I found that line in the amplified version of Luke ten forty one and 42. I'll say it again. Martha, Martha, you are worried about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage. She sat at Jesus' feet. Number six, how to have integrity. When you say you will do something, do it and vice versa. Honest intent and follow-through is rare. Be rare and you will stand out. More importantly, God will use you for his kingdom. Number seven, how to create boundaries. Now you are only one person and you can't do everything to please everyone, even half the time. It takes life experience to learn your limits. Embrace them and guard your heart, mind, and body. People-pleasing doesn't help you nor the person you are trying to please. Practice the sanctified no. Rid your life of toxic people and let God deal with them. You are not anyone's savior. That job's been taken. Number eight, how to host a gathering. There are always people needing to be gathered. It doesn't have to be elaborate. Purposefully host. Is it to celebrate someone or something? Will you include a mix of strangers and friends? How can you show others that God loves them? Loneliness is rampant. Hosting will help your loneliness as well. Number nine, how to deal with failure or success. Failure is hard. Grieve the loss, but ask God to teach you all you need to know from that loss. You learn more from failure, so make sure you do so you don't find yourself back in the same place. Success is sweet. Give your accolades to God. It's good practice for later on when we will throw our crowns at his feet and celebrate each success with a toast to heaven and to those who helped you along the way. You didn't do it by yourself. Last number 10, how to know God. You are deeply loved by God. He's there for the seeking. But seeking is a verb. Your spiritual life is your responsibility. But don't think you can do it alone. Find community that will nurture your relationship with him. Every day, wake up and say, Lord, I love you, but I want to love you more. Help yourself to my life today. Show me how to love my neighbor well. Thank you and amen. You don't need to go to Stanford Business School to be successful. You do need to love God and love others like you love yourself. And if you don't know what to do on a Saturday night, call your mother. P.S. The girls wanted me to add this. Eat protein by 10 a.m. I taught them that life skill, and it has served them well. Have a wonderful day. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.